Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Sports Outside Our Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Evanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be soured, saying to Ortega. A lot of us talk about this week. Obviously, we got USC 277 to go over. UC Vegas 59 with a tough finale going down this Saturday night. We also got some MMA and boxing news to hit. As always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10%. Off of all your energy needs. I went and voted this morning, guys. You know what I had with me? My Rogue Energy Shaker bottle. Motivated. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm segueing, Angel. I'm segueing. You know, I needed, I needed that energy. I, I know, Josh. I'm very happy I voted too. I voted yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think most people will get the reference because, you know, it's, it's only a Kansas thing, but yeah, you know what? I need, <laughs> I need the motivation to get up early in the morning to do this thing. So, you know what I had with me? By Rogue Energy, and you can get it too at RogueEnergy.com with the code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off. You, you know, not to ruin your little bit there with the ad, but you saying that you took your uh, Rogue Energy bottles motivation reminded me of that. I think it was the Kylie Jenner and Pepsi <laughs> ad, you know, that really. So, so you think I, I went between the vote yes and the vote no people, and I gave them my Rogue Energy shake bottle. Dude, if you did that, I think you'd be an American hero. You know how, like, we got this drama going on with, like, China and the United States, and we got Nancy Pelosi going over there? Yo, we just got we're, we're treading on some scary, scary, scary waters right now, right? And, and, we're, and now we're going to give them the rogue energy, and nobody's going to feel like fighting anymore because they're going to feel so energized and in such a good mood. I'm super focused on and making the right decisions. And if you're in China decision. and you want rogue energy, use code sound off at checkout. <laughs> you said that for me in Mandarin now, Josh? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not John Cena, man. I can't. <laughs> you can't? Man, oh, hey, man, John Cena killed it in Mandarin, though. You know, John Cena actually, he he knows, like, multiple languages. Like, he's, like, a really smart dude. Him? No. You wouldn't think it, but he is, right? Yeah, he's not just a – John Cena, class A dude, class A guy, you know? Dude, you know, you know what I made a joke about? I'm like, dude, why isn't John Cena live-action Buzz Lightyear? I really – Hey, I, I you see it, right? I do see it. You know what? I don't understand. Why do they get – I don't know why they picked Chris Evans of all the people for to be the new Buzz Lightyear. You know what I mean? That makes no sense. John Cena would have made significantly more sense. I know, dude. And he's been killing it in acting lately. Well, I mean, yeah, he's fucking – He's Peacemaker. <laughs> he, yeah, he's Peacemaker. I feel like he just had something come out that I can't remember. He's probably, well. been, he's probably been in some other role. He's been, he's been in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, John, John Cena, class A dude, you know. Um, and, he's, and he's like even – yeah, but even then, even he needs to get energized sometimes. And I'm sure <laughs> that he got energized before doing that that read for China, and I'm sure he did it by drinking some rogue energy. Which you just think I could agree more. I could rogue agree more. Com with code sound off at checkout for ten percent. That's ten percent, guys. That's percent bigger than zero, which what you'd be getting normally if you didn't use code sound off. So so use code sound off. Yeah, pay ninety percent instead of one hundred. We're saving you money here at uh, Quartet Sound Off Podcast. So. And if you don't use code Sound Off, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I took that from another well-known YouTuber, just so you know. No, I know. I know where it was from. It just it's really funny. Oh, you do? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But anyways, um... Oh, yeah, there's fights we got to talk about, Angel. Um, uh, holy fuck, it was a pay-per-view. Isn't that crazy, we dude? Four, we spent four fucking minutes talking about fucking John Cena and Rogue Energy and whatever. Dude, dude the, the, people, the people who must come to our podcast for legitimate MMA analysis must be terrified right now. Dude, they're throwing their keyboard and shit. They got to be. Dude, they're, they're in shambles, all right? Dude, their workout, just, they just might have paused the treadmill before they paused their fucking podcast. Exactly, and if you did pause your workout while you're... Uh, while you're listening to us, go get a drink of Rogue Energy. <laughs> <laughs> go and sound off a checkout if you don't have it already. Jesus Christ, man. Just get a tattoo at this point. <laughs> On your Angel, ass cheek. Angel, I, I didn't tell you, but, you know, I actually do get another tattoo. Uh, it's Rogue Energy. <laughs> That's a commitment. <laughs> the shaker bottle, you know. Um, anyways, last Saturday night <laughs> uh, at the uh, American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, the rematch between Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. You know, going in the Lioness, she said that she, you know, she gave a lot of reasons why she lost that first fight. So it was an injury. She said it was COVID. She said it was her camp. Um, a lot of people were questioning if that's accurate or if those are just excuses. I feel like I feel pretty comfortable saying that those are probably legitimate reasons now after uh, watching the rematch. Uh, Nunes regains her bantamweight title via a decision. The score is being 50-45, 50-44, and 50-43. Um, look, man, Juliana Pena had, has that dog in her. She was not going to quit. Even in rounds four and five where she was losing, she was throwing up submissions, and a couple of them got pretty close, but to no avail. Uh, Angel, give me your thoughts on the fight, and uh, Manny Nunes back, back on the top at 135 pounds. Oh, Josh, I mean, I could say it with full confidence. That had to have been the most – toughest and we've seen a lot of tough people in this sport man and we see uh, uh them time and time again and you know we've seen calvin cater you know just get beat to a pulp by max Holloway. but there was a little something different about this one with juliana pena man i in, in that whole fight even though things were going south things were not going her way and it didn't seem like it, she was gonna win she never ever ever gave up on herself and you couldn't even see it in her face, man. In that last round, when it panned over to her in the camera, and she's like, let's go. One more round. It was some of the most inspiring and cool shit you can ever have and empowering too, you know, to, to all the, you know, there's, there, we, you know, and it, it's sometimes there's things in this world that are done for women empowerment that some aren't done tastefully. I think this is a great representation of it in a different way through fighting and through her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a great clip, by the way. I <laughs> just say, but uh, she she's just awesome, man, and how she did it. I want to give her a lot of credit, and it's not to take away anything from Anna's performance because it was nothing short of also amazing. But Juliana is really just a fucking amazing fighter, an amazing a, a stud of a human being, and uh, I can't wait to see her again, man. She she won. A, she she made a new fan, man. And uh, honestly, I, I became a fan. I'll say it. I'm definitely excited to see her next bout, whoever it may be against. And uh, she was trying, man. She was throwing up their submissions, trying to do whatever she could. She was going in deep to land some combinations, even though she was getting hit back and getting dropped. And she stuck through it. And, you know, to kind of really, really ring it back in for Amanda, hey, man, she said she wanted to make a point, and she made a fucking statement, man. There's a reason she's the greatest fighter of all time, uh, greatest female fighter of all time. And even some people would even make a, an argument for the greatest fighter of all time, regardless of gender, which 
you know, I, I, I see the argument for it. It makes sense. But she's, you know, as far as all time list, you know, regardless of gender or anything and weight class, you know, we, we know who it is, you know, right. We know that she's in that conversation. Mm-hmm. 100%. And look, dude, I mean, <clears throat> not to take away from Maine's performance, we get, I got to give some props again to Julia Pena, dude. She got that dog in her, man. I mean, she was trying her ass off and, um, I mean, full props, dude. Straight up full props. And it was the closest 50-43 I've ever seen. You know? It's crazy to uh, say, but it's true. And it, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, I guess technically speaking, out of all the 50-43 fights, <laughs> one does have to be the closest. And I guess this one was it. You know, Juliana Ewinner, she was getting knocked down. In rounds one and two, she was coming back, flirting, landing shots. Like, I think, like, in round two, the, the obviously it was shown, like, on the broadcast. Uh, it could have changed. Remember, like, the significant strike titles were, like, identical. But obviously the difference being that, you know, Julian had been knocked down like three times in that round. But still, like, she was she was moving forward. She was trying. But look, man, uh, order's essentially been restored at 135 pounds. Um, Amanda, I don't think ratings have been released yet, but whenever they, whenever they are, she should be number one pound for pound. Uh, she's still the greatest female of all time. I, 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 I hate that one loss made her kind of, People are like, well, was she really that good ever to begin with? I'm like, like you, you know, like, bro. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm sure, I know you've seen him. <laughs> uh, Some it, people had doubts, yeah, which is such a puzzling thing to me because it's like, if Kamaru lost yesterday, the way you speak about him would it change? You know what I mean? I mean, she didn't win. She was undefeated for like eight years. That didn't happen by mistake. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, just so dumb, but whatever. She's back at the top now, number one pound for pound. Full props to her. I don't know what they're going to do with her next. You know, Shevchenko said that she's probably going to stay down at 125. Um, I saw the three options uh, that people put out there. Well, I know Juliana wants a trilogy. Yep. Which I'm not opposed to. Just I don't really want to see it immediately. Yeah, it's going to be very hard with uh, how that ended, you know what I mean? Yeah, with her just getting annihilated. It's going to be tough to rerun that just immediately. Um, And then... There's one more challenger, though, Josh. Ketlin Vieira? Yes, sir. I think she probably deserves it. I mean, I don't think – it's not an interesting fight for me, but she's scrappy. I think that she's done <sighs> enough to earn that title shot. I think, I think, like I told you, dude, she has a very high ceiling. She just doesn't let it go. Ketlin Vieira? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when she first debuted. I was like, oh, damn, this girl is good, man. And she, then she, she just – She's very big. She has a ground game. She has heavy hands. She, she can't just, put it all together. She can't put it all together. She doesn't let it flow. She doesn't let it go, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, which is an issue, and especially against Amanda, man. If she gets uncomfortable and lets her play her game, that's going to be a hell. It is. It is. And um, yeah, we'll have to see how the other one plays out. I mean, I don't, according to Nuna, she said she wants to go up and defend her 145 title next. <laughs> Holy fuck! Which really? I presume would be against the winner of Danielle Wolf versus Norma Dumont. Which is happening next month. That's and I think Zara Farn is going to be fighting in UFC Paris, so it's going to be one of those. Could you three. imagine, Josh? Uh, Daniel Wolf one and zero or two and zero, I guess. Against Amanda Fine. Nunes, I don't know if that would get approved by a commission, honestly. Well, I guess if she beat Norma Dumont, you know, I guess that I mean, makes sense. I mean, that's no, actually though. You know Dumont's I mean? real, Dumont's really good. It's just she can't make one thirty five, which makes her fights like nobody's up one forty five, which is kind of a shame, but like. She beat, she fucking dominated Aspen Lad, and Aspen's like, what, top five at Bantamweight? Like, yep. great, that fight was terrible. But still, you know, um, 
I, I mean, look, if, if Nunes wants to do it, Dana was like, look, dude, she can do whatever she wants. Like, she's accomplished so much. And honestly, at 135, like, we talked about Caitlin Vieira, but, like, even then, Vieira's coming off, like, a close decision with Misha Tate, which I think most people thought she won. And then a home win where most people thought she lost. So it's like, I, I'm not opposed to her fighting one more time. Maybe she could fight Juliana Pena. Shit, you know? Oh. There you go. Yeah, Winner gets winner. a title shot. That's true. That didn't make sense, but... Anyways, man, time to move on to the co-main event because there wasn't another title fight last Saturday night. Brandon Moreno defeats Kai Carr, France, TKO number, round number three. With that, he is the interim flyweight champion. Look, dude, this fight was just back and forth in the first two rounds. It looks like Kai Carr, France is starting to turn the tide around three. He's landing some huge shots, caused a huge cut uh, right below Moreno's eye. But, dude, Moreno comes back and lands a devastating kick to the body that ends his night. Give me your thoughts on the performance. Give me your thoughts on a fourth fight, which is virtually guaranteed between Divison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. Hey, man. I mean, what can I say? I, I said it the night of, man, that arena was so loud. I couldn't believe it was them, dude. The chants, the cheers for uh, for Moreno were insane. Obviously, being in Texas and so close to the border and the giant Mexican community out there, you know, shout out to the Mexican crowd for coming out and supporting one of their own. Uh, that was amazing, man. That was, that was really crazy how much love he got that night and how much uh, support he was getting and how loud that arena was for him. It was, it was kind of, it, it kind of gave me shivers, man, for a second there. I didn't, I couldn't really express it that night to you of how amazing I thought that moment was of, of the crowd. And then the fight itself, obviously being great and, and Reyna having a good performance. Uh, for Kai Kara, very sad, man. I mean, I think he had a good chance of winning that fight. I picked against him, but hey, man, you know, the Reyna made some changes. He said they were hard decisions he had to make. He did it. New coach went to the corner. Coach told them what to do. Adjustments were made. Landed the combination. Body kick finish, man. A brutal way to go out. But it was sick, man. And as far as the fourth fight, man, we kind of knew this was going to come eventually anyways. Uh, unless, obviously, for some reason, Kaikara won. Uh, not a, I, Well, if he were to win. Sorry for wording it like that. That wasn't correct. But if Kaikara would have been win, you know, that was the only way we weren't going to get it. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, we're, I'm excited, man. I mean, it's they've been all amazing, and it, this really doesn't happen in MMA, man. I mean, how many quadrilogies have we had, Josh, in MMA? I know you talked about this at one point. Uh, Rampage versus Vanderlei, and then uh, Arlovski versus Sylvia are the only two big ones I can remember. Yep, and I mean, we're getting a, this is a historic moment, man, and we're going to be living through it, and it's honestly with two amazingly talented guys. Obviously, it, it delays the division, but it's kind of like – with how it is and how the fights played out, it makes sense. You know what I mean? It really mm-hmm. makes sense. And obviously there's guys who are available, but things kind of played out in a weird way. Well, I should say there's a guy who's available, but things kind of played out in a weird way where they didn't go in his favor and he probably should have got his chance, but then he just didn't. And it's just unfortunate that at the end of the day, we're here, we're getting it. It might be in Brazil because all these Brazilian fighters keep talking about Brazil, Brazil. And Dana, I think, confirmed afterwards that they're doing a Brazil card. And let me tell you, Amanda Nunes, she said she wants to be in Brazil cards. Charlie Olives said he wants to be on a Brazil card. Davidson Figueredo wants to be on a Brazil card. And let me tell you, that's going to be one stacked Brazil card because all those Brazilian fighters are going to be calling to fight in Brazil. Yep. Apparently, they're they're trying to go to it. Uh, they said they're going to do it next year. So we'll see what happens. And Rio, I'm assuming, right? More than likely. More than likely. Shout out um, to, to all the Brazilians out there. We have any people listening, man. Much love to your people. Much love to Brazil. I don't think we have... Hey, Josh, the one, podcast Josh, the like one Brazilian listeners, listener, so. man. 
This hey, if you're from Brazil, we fucking love you. You know, I love you, man. I love you, Michael. Sound love. off the checkout, RogueEnergy.com. You know, you live in Brazil. It's hot there. It's a hot summer. You know, like so sound off. You know, after a long session of jujitsu, you just need to rehydrate. You know what to do. <laughs> and that gets us into our second ad read. Uh, courts. RogueEnergy.com. <laughs> <laughs> code sound off at checkout. <laughs> All right, let's really back in. What do you think okay. Kaikara does now? Since he kind of kind of in a tough place right now. I mean, he's he's uh, in a tough spot, man. He's he's lost to some of those guys near the top. Brandon Rebel, I believe Pantoja, now Moreno twice. That's a, yeah, Kaikara's in a tough spot, man. I mean, I think if you look at he'll he'll bounce back. I'm not worried about that, but you know, I, I'd like to see a Roy Bowery match, honestly. I mean, they're right next to each other. That'd be that'd yeah. be kind of fair, actually. That way, Kai can hold his spot down, and uh, he could get his. He, you know, he he was uh, he hurt him. He dropped him, and then he got caught by the elbow, and then followed up with the submission. I mean, that was an insane, sudden loss, and I think uh, that'd be kind of deserving. And Brandon's gonna string some too, so you're right, and that would get Brandon. Wait, Bowles, uh, he's not booked right now. Raw Dog is not booked. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> Muhammad Kai is calling for all these fighters, man, and no one wants to sign a line. <laughs> well, he just gotta fight both. He did. It was against, uh, oh my god. Malcolm Gordon, I think. Malcolm Gordon, yes. I think they might get Kaikara, a guy who's on a little, like a David Dvorak type guy, or Matias Nikolaou type guy. You know, guy who's on a win streak and needs to break into the top five. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I don't know if that for a fact that's what they'll do. But in my opinion, if they plan to go in a direction, I'm assuming that's the direction they'll go with Kaikara, making him take a step back. If not, the Ravel route is a very smart route. But Ravel's kind of ready to go, though, at this point, I assume. Probably, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they give Robel a Matias Nicolau. He has to fight down a bit, but I'm pushing him up the rankings. Unless he fights Askar, but I don't know if they would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I didn't really give my quick take on the Moreno win, but yeah, dude. Uh, first of all, a hell of a win, hell of a performance. And also, dude, we got to give props to D. James Krause, who got his first champion. And we'll talk about him more later, but dude, just insane, insane props to him. I mean, bring, bring me one to Kansas City, baby. Represent. And that was arguably the, the greatest Moreno's ever looked too. I mean, he's either him, it's either that or his uh, win against Figgy. I don't and know dude, that looked, that Figgy win was dominant from pillar to post. That that's that's uh, one of those nights where you're he's he just couldn't miss. You know, he, he's the greatest fighter on the planet that night. <laughs> I mean, that guy. Yeah, this is that. Yeah, man, uh, Moreno. We're gonna see a fourth fight. Kind of indifferent about it personally, but I am glad. You'll fucking enjoy it, Josh. Don't you're gonna fucking enjoy it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up right now. At least we had a little bit of a break. You know, at least we had a little bit of a break, and we got to see some other people fight for the belt. I was happy about that. Granted, it should have been Pantoja, but it is what it is. Um, He'll he'll get. He'll get. He's next, bro. Don't worry. He'll he'll get his. You know, he'll get his bid. I know. I know. But okay. anyway. He deserves it. He deserves it. We, I, I don't disagree with it. He deserves it. He's going to get it. But, you know, my boy Muhammad Makayev on his way up. Future youngest UFC champ, bro. He'll be there eventually. Oh, he's, they're, they're giving him a slow build, but he's he's really not that far away from being ranked. True. One more fight. Anyways, uh, moving on down the card, heavyweights one did not end in the way that people had hoped. Pavlich, Sergey Pavlich comes out throwing bombs at Derek Lewis, lands a couple of them. Derek Lewis goes down. Fight gets called off. 55 seconds round one, and uh, pretty controversial stoppage because he got up right as he went down. It was one of those, one of those weird ones. Um, give me your take on this one, man. A lot of people, Dana, most fighters, most pundits thought this one was a bit early. What'd you think? 
Early stoppage, bro. You think so? I think it was. Yeah, I can't argue with it. I've, I, I've I heard it from other uh, analysts and commentators. I think it was an early stoppage as well. Yeah, and I could see why. It was one of those ones where it's like, I completely understand. I don't fault Dan at all for the stoppage, because I probably would have made the same call there. But That's what a lot of people are saying, too, that they don't really blame him for it, but it was early. It and was also, early. You know? Yeah, and also the way Derek goes down isn't like a lot of people go down, you know? <laughs> so it looks yeah. a little... Well, well, Derek plays possum a lot, too. That's very much a thing he likes to do, so... Yeah. <laughs> it was going to hurt him eventually, and, uh, well, it did, you know? It did. Yep. Yeah, man, make your money... You know, do your thing. Obviously, it sucks, but I mean, they the U.S. kind of got it what they wanted, though. Mm-hmm. They they kind of wanted Sergey to win and push Derek out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But look, man, Derek from here. I really, I'm a little bit worried they're going to use Derek as as a guy to just prop up younger guys, and that's what I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. see. But, but see, that's not a very good idea because Derek can knock out a lot of young guys. I know. I mean, for all we know, he's going to be just a more dangerous version of Arlovsky, you know? Arlovsky could just beat these guys on points, but Derek's going to knock them the fuck out, you know? Because he's beat, or he could be, or beat all the guys under him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, look, he's beat Dawkins, he's beat uh, Volkov, he beat Tybura, right, if I remember right? Or that might have been someone else. Uh, no, he no he he beat Tybor. He beat yeah, Tybor back. It was it was a while ago. Whenever yeah, Tybor was first on the rise, he beat Blagoy, and I can see him beating Augusto, Shamil, Romanov is probably the hardest fight for him under him. And then I mean, Yorzino doesn't throw, so you know who knows what could happen there. Yeah, but um, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I, still a huge, huge Derek Lewis fan, so yeah. Uh, Shout out to the Black Beast, man. Yeah, just unfortunate, but shout out Black Beast. Anyways, man, um, next up on the card, we talked about him. Uh, Pantoja. J- Dude, he he fought like he left the fucking stove on and all. You know what I'm saying, man? He, he, he said, went, I need to go back. He he did nothing, man. Um, he he comes out, just jumps on Alex Perez. And Alex Perez, for his you know credit, is a fucking savage in his own right. But dude, Pantoja's just giving zero room to breathe. Eventually, he gets the back, gets the neck crank in a minute 31 of the first round. What, I said on Twitter, what more do you need him to do? He said it in the cage itself. What more do I have to do? Three wins in a row. Manel K, Brandon Royville, Alex Perez. Also beat Matt Schnell recently. Holds wins over Moreno and Kai Kara. He beat Moreno twice. So, yeah, he's ready for the title shot. But uh, we know that. But as far as performance goes, what do you think? Uh, dude, nothing short of but impressive. It's it's so sad, man, because I feel like oh, what's a good comparison? It almost feels like Alex Perez is turning into like a guy with a really good paper on record, but it's just falling short. Almost reminds me a little bit of like Juan Archuleta, but not like Juan Archuleta, if you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like a really good guy that has potential, but you can't put it together. Yeah, I said that you know Juan Archuleta was champion, you know, in, in Bellator, but you know what I mean, like. Just a lot of wins, very solid. Could be champ, but damn, the, the, but then Pantoja's just that guy, dude. I've, uh, you know, we've said it time and time again. Pantoja's that other dude in this division who's. I, I, there's par- there's a parallel of him somewhere else that I can't think of very well, but whatever it may be, 
it's that. You know what I mean? He, he's yeah. right there. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he deserved it for a while. You know, I, I, I got – I said on Twitter, I was, like, really pissed off that, like, he even had this fight because, like, you know, we talked about it earlier this year. He was supposed to be in uh, Figgy's position in January, supposed to get a title shot. So he's going to be the trilogy of Moreno, but he couldn't take it because he got, he got injured, I believe, when he first started training camp and, um, you know, passed him up. And then he, he also got passed up again for Kaikara France. So it's just, it is frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully he'll get the title shot next. I hope they don't make him fight anybody else, but, you it know, might. They, I know. And they really don't like when people wait for title shots. So who knows, but he deserves a title shot. I mean, I, that was just a savage, like, fucking performance by him. He just, he knew he was better than Alex Perez. He just went in there and was like, fuck it. I'm going to go beat your ass instantly. Just didn't even bother. Oh, uh, dude. Alex Perez is so good, man. It's so heartbreaking. But it is yeah, what it is, man. Cra- that's the craziest part. Is Alex Perez is like, he just fought for the belt. Like, you know, he dominated Juicy Famiga. He had a couple of nice wins in there, man. So, um, he beat Jose Shorty Torres. If anyone remembers that kid, you know. So, <laughs> um, anyways, man, but... Yeah, and then opening up the main card, uh, Magman Ankalaev defeating Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith apparently broke his ankle at some point during this fight. He ended up going down, and Magman Ankalaev just swarmed both punches. He thinks he deserved a title shot. Uh, what do you think about that, my man? I mean, I don't think it's unrealistic. I think he's just missing one of those big names at the top, but obviously he's running such a big win streak. It's kind of hard to argue, and he has a few decent names under his belt. Uh, but I think the belt's kind of a kind of caught up right now, man. You know what I mean? Because we might be looking at potential Yuri uh, Glover rematches. It was so fucking good, and it was kind of uh, and Glover was winning that fight up until he wasn't at the very end. Yeah, true, true. But um, two hundred five is in that in a weird position right now because we don't really know what's next. Like I think most people are assuming Glover probably is probably going to get the rematch, but that's far from set in stone. You know? Yeah, um, that's the thing. Jan wants it. You know, Uncle Ive wants it. I think right now the the I was really not on board with the Glover instant rematch. I gotta admit it. Like I love that first fight, but I was never really on board. Because then, what if Glover wins? Like, do we do, do we do a trilogy? Like, we might. Is is, is Vlahovic booked? No. This is my idea. I want to see MSG. I want Yuri versus Glover, and under that on the same card, I want Malcolm and Uncle Ive versus Jan Vlahovic. That's a fucking settle it, and then the winners fight each other. Just I don't care if Glover wins, don't do it immediate trilogy, you know. Hey man, even if you don't do it in MSG, Vegas would be sick too. Yeah, but I know that Glover said he wanted to fight in MSG uh, before he retired. So that's one of the reasons he said that. But uh, has he not fought in MSG? No, really, no. not a single time. That's that's so sad, man, for being such a legend in the sport and never fighting in MSG. Well, I mean, it's only MSG. We gotta forget. We gotta remember, dude. M- MMA's been legal in New York for like five years. Only five. Yeah, years. yeah. I forget that too. But still. So, yeah, but show some love. True. Um, but as far as the rest of the card goes, man, I thought it was a pretty solid night of fights. It was one of the everybody shit on the card going in, but I thought it was a really great card, especially the main card. But as far as the prelims go, where does some of the fights you're looking to highlight? Uh, dude, Drew Dover, Rafael Alves. Holy fuck, dude, Rafael Alves. Might have been getting fucked up at some points in that fight, but damn, did he stick in it, man. He was throwing back, dude. He did not give a fuck. I love it. Shout out to Drew Dover, though, for getting another one. He, he had he had a little skid there for a bit, but he, he recovered, and he's like, I'm trying, he's trying to get back to those rankings, man. That's two in a row. Terrence McKinney, Raphael Alvester. Granted, Terrence McKinney on short notice, but I mean, I would, he had to fight for that one because Terrence McKinney started off strong initially. 
Yeah, true. And I wonder how that one would have gone to Terrence, Terrence McKinney had a full can, but yeah. Um, we'll never know, but we do wonder. Yeah, true. And Terrence McKinney's a, he's a bad man. He's coming back soon, too, so. Excited for uh, that. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, man, that was a solid performance by Drew Dober, dude. Uh, Drew Dober, another one of those guys, heavy hands. Um, been in the UFC for, like, a lot longer time than, like, people, like, remember. But he's, I don't want to say he's hitting his prime, but, like, he's in his prime right now. Like, he's in, he looks damn good, you know. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, Alex Morono defeated Matthew Spinesberger. That, that was a solid win. He's on four-fight winning streak, five of his last six. Only loss in there was uh, on a short notice one to Pettis. Get that man um, a ranked opponent. Get him a ranked opponent. I could see him, like, being the next Cowboy Cerrone. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, he already beat Cowboy not that long ago, and Morono just fights anybody, anytime, any place. Like bad motherfucking stats. Who would, you, who would you like to see him fight in the top fifteen? Because I feel like he deserves it. I, I'd say like a Jeff Neal type. Is let me actually see real quickly. Pull up the world's rare rankings. Uh, well, Jeff, Leech Jeff's got a Leech got well, a big. Well, Jeff, Jeff Jeff's Jeff's invited Luke this weekend. I completely yeah, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Leech, dude. I think the Leech versus Alex Morono would be a banger. You're right. Break, breaks him right near the bottom. Doesn't you know give him a crazy big push? Leech exactly. kind of. The leech is leech is willing to fight down. That's always been one of those things. He'll fight anybody. Yep, yep. I think that that'd be fair for Morona. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be a dope fight if it happens. But yeah, dude, Alex Morono, dude, just awesome run that he's currently on. So love to see it. Um, we got to talk about our guy Hamdi Al Saeed. He has two different names according to Wiki. So really, yeah, Hamdi El Said. He also uh, his last name is Edalalba, or I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But at the same time, we like Hamdi. Like, Hamdi's short. We'll say what. Let's we'll go Hamdi. Defeating Dante Mays, This kid, if he can figure out his gas, he's he's gonna be a bad. He's gonna be a bad man. He's a former. He's a former Greco-Roman wrestler. Uh, competed in the Olympics. He's Egyptian. First Egyptian UFC fighter. In dude like. In that first round, before he gassed out, he looked good. Yeah, he's um, big and strong and has wrestling and has mm-hmm. power in his hands. He just needs to put it together, man. He could be like a, uh, uh, not to like make the comparison, but a DC kind of like fighter, but maybe a little bit better, you mm-hmm. know, at heavyweight in a way. Not 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 necessarily trying to disrespect DC, obviously we're talking about a world champion, you know, like, but that that kind of archetype of fighter you know what i mean yeah yeah and like he looked really really good in round one obviously he did gas out in rounds two and three he ended up winning via split decision i thought it was a pretty clean win regardless i don't i didn't understand oh yeah yeah split but um yeah man i mean just solid win by him that was and it, like i said if you can figure out his gas that kid's got a lot of potential man he's a young guy too so we'll see what happens um, i think i think they will man i think uh he, you know he's he's a incredible. He's so young. He's what is he? Six and zero. Yeah. I don't know, I, and I don't even know if he has any amateur bouts. Yeah, a few actually. Yeah, but um, we'll see what happens there. I mean, as far as the rest of the prelims go, Jakar Close defeating Hoffa Garcia, solid win by him. Jakar Close, second win uh, in just a couple of second win, I believe, three months after that long, long layoff. Um, he's very, very good, and I'm glad people are recognizing it. Uh, Michael Morales scored a huge knockout win. That was nice. Jocelyn Edwards defeating G. Yon Kim. Uh, O'Ryan Kosey defeating Mike Matea. That was a tough one. Blood Diamonds had a rough UFC run. But, yeah, man, this card top to bottom was really, really solid. Um, so, yeah, man, it's not one that a lot of people gave a lot of uh, props to. 
on paper, but I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, we do have a fight card coming up this weekend. That, like, it's a, it's a low-key one. It's at the Apex. Uh, UC Vegas 59, also known as the uh, Ultimate Fighter Season 30 finale, uh, which should also be fun, man. I like this card a lot. I got to admit it. Um, a lot of Not a whole lot of huge names, but a lot of fun Wait, fights in my opinion. Damn, okay, there's a lot of names that I didn't know were on here until I kind of scrolled down. Yeah, there's a whole lot of names. We're going to go ahead and start off at the top. Uh, two light heavyweights looking to stay in title contention or break back in title contention, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Tiago Santos taking on Jamal Hill. Tiago Santos, obviously we know the story. Four loss in his last five fights, but doesn't tell the whole the whole story there. Obviously he had split decision loss to John Jones. Still the only man to take a scorecard off of John Jones, which kind of is an achievement, but also a really bad uh, look for judges, considering most people thought that he lost the Reyes fight entirely, and some people thought he lost to Jones. Not just me. A lot of people thought he lost to Gus as well. But regardless, Tiago Santos is still the only man to technically take a scorecard off John. Uh, had an insane fight of the year candidate with Glover, 2020. Uh, the worst fight of all time with Alexander Rocic in uh, <laughs> 2021. Uh, that one could have gone to either guy. Johnny Walker, in decision win. And then a really close fight with Magomed Ankalaev back in March. Taking on Jamal Hill, who... This kid's really, really good. His only uh, mess up was a uh, loss to Paul Craig where he broke his arm back in uh, 2021. Since then, he's had two knockout wins uh, in, like, a combined, like, three minutes in his last two win, uh, fights. Uh, knockout win over Jimmy Crute and a knockout win over Johnny Walker. This kid's got a lot of uh, power in his hands. He's got a lot of talent. And uh, I believe this is his second main event. So what do you think about this one? I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what Jamal Hill does. He was a guy that for a long time I felt like we didn't know his ceiling. We didn't know his potential. There were some questions. I mean, he, he was beating, he was beating the guys he had to beat, ran into Paul Craig, unfortunate, but Jimmy Crew, Johnny Walker, all first rounders. Obviously, in, in my opinion, some questions around Johnny Walker, right? Cause, you know, we've kind of been seeing some shit going down that, you know, going south there. And then Thiago Santos, man, not not to be you know not to give this man any disrespect, a little lackluster since return from energy, uh, injury, I should say. You know what I mean? Uh, we haven't been seeing him sit on his punches a lot, throw with a lot of power. Kind of seems a little bit conservative, conservative. Leg kicks kind of being held back, which kind of makes sense uh, after you know destroying everything he could in his knee. <laughs> both but, both knees. Both knees. Yeah. Respect though, <laughs> I could never. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, and he kept fighting. Like that's what I said. I could never. That's like ra- it was, I'm pretty sure it was in round two. So he fought like twenty yeah, minutes. Dude, two guys are, yeah, dude, guys are fucking savage. But uh, I mean, in this one, Josh, I'm picking Jamal Hill, man. I, I think you know it's, it's looking really impressive. I'm just curious to see how he does with a pretty strong, well-rounded fighter in Thiago Santos. But like at the same time, I'm having my questions with Thiago Santos, and I think this fight's gonna answer a lot of questions going forward for Thiago because we're gonna have to see some sort of changes. If not, we have a problem here. But for Jamal Hill, man, if he gets, if he, if he can finish Thiago Santos, holy shit. Put the division, uh, putting the division on watch, man. You know what I mean? Like, completely. Yeah, dude, couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take, That'd be yeah. insane. I'm gonna take Jamal Hill too. Um, I think Thiago Santos is a guy, that it's really hard to tell where he is in his career, considering like he's had like a lot of weird fights since coming back from injury. Like, he hasn't looked bad. Just a little bit gun shy, and then they're just—he just had a couple of weird fights as well. I mean, it's—it's it's just kind of—it's just kind of strange. But 
Um, I do think this is a fight where Jamal Hill, I think his length, his reach, they're coming very big here. I think Tiago Santos, I could see Tiago catching him, but I'm going to take Jamal, man. I think especially if he gets it done by finish, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be insane, but yeah. obviously we're, we'll have to see in there. But as far as the co-main event goes, this is kind of my real, this is my real main event. As much as I like the main event, this co-main's fucking sick, dude. Um, Vincente Luque, Jeff Neal, two guys who are just absolute savages. Vincente Luque has not fought since his uh, decision loss to Bilal Muhammad in April. That ended a three-year unbeaten streak for him. And Jeff Neal, man, um, he uh, snapped his two-fight losing streak uh, earlier, actually not earlier this year, last December with a win over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Prior to that, he lost to Neil Magny, he lost to Stephen Thompson. Before that, he had a boatload of hype, man. I mean, this guy was just finishing guys left and right. Mike Perry, Nico Price, Bilal Muhammad. And uh, now he's back in the co-main, trying to remain in the top 15. Um, what do you think? I mean, regardless of how this one goes, I know it's going to be a fun fight. So what do you think about this one? Man, I can't think against one of the most exciting men in all of MMA, man, Vincente Luque. I think he's going to bring it to Jeff Neal, Josh. I think he's going to give Jeff Neal a hard time, put him on a pace. I think for put him at a you know very fast pace, a lot of power, very dynamic. And I think with Jeff Neal, man, it's going to be a story of like, can he slow him down? Can he can he make him you know be in his world and and make him fight the fight that he wants to fight, and not fight the fight not fight the fight that Vincente Luque wants to fight, which is the erratic, crazy, you know, balls to the wall type fight. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I like Jeff Neal a lot. I think he has. I'm sure he's gonna have a good game plan coming to this one. I think in a striking match with Vincente Luque, you're gonna need to do. You're gonna have to have like a certain style to beat him. And you're gonna have to be very, very mobile. You're gonna be very, very quick. Good at darting in and out. And as like as much as I like Jeff Neal, he's not excellent at those things. Like he's okay, and I can see him having some success. But I think Vincente Luque, the pressure's gonna be too much, and I'm gonna go and take him to win. Um, but dude, beyond just the, the top two fights, we also have the Ultimate Fighter, which we're like the only two people who watched this season. It's okay. Um, but regardless, I am, I'm very, very excited, uh, for the two finales, or not the two, excuse me, final matchups. Uh, this is technically speaking the Ultimate Fighter finale, but, um, and heavyweight Zach Palga taking on Muhammad Usman. Obviously, Muhammad Usman, the brother of Kamaru Usman. Made his way through the bracket. He's been meeting Zach Pogger. These two got some, I don't know if they got some beef, but Zach's been talking shit on Twitter. Uh, so it yeah, they, were, they were cool in the house. There was, it was all respect in the house. Yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if the story is there. but It's real now, motherfucker. It's real now. But, yeah, that should be a really, really fun fight. Um, obviously, we don't have to give our predictions because technically we only give our predictions for the main and the co-main. But what do you think about this fight, man? I think it's fun, man. Zach is uh, traditionally a guy who fought at 205 there for a while when he's fighting in the regional scene. That's what he competed at. I'm assuming he decided to go into the Ultimate Fighter at heavyweight because he wouldn't have to cut any weight. And his heavyweight run has looked pretty solid. He fought at heavyweight in the AMS. Uh, and it's turned out to be pretty good now in the Tough House. Obviously, it's going to be different now with a, you know, a guaranteed three fights. I saw him gas in that first fight originally, which kind of gave me some questions, but raise some questions for me but uh now that we're here i wonder how it's gonna be for muhammad man for me it's just i feel like he just needs to kind of be more of a wild man let it go hunt hunt for the hunt for it a little bit more he i feel like he's always holding back a little bit for some reason and he has a very good story a tragic story at that uh losing his son i believe it was his son not uh i may be wrong here 
and in, in, in a drowning accident. And I think if he fell in the pool. I believe, uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, but very terrible man, and uh, uh, that fuels him. And and someone who's fueled by tragedy like that is this always very dangerous man. <laughs> Anybody yeah. who has something like that, and 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 it's such a terrible thing. But uh, he's a very tough guy, very very uh well well set minded. I think for him it's just a matter of actually like he has all the physical attributes and everything, but once again it's just doing the actual actions and performing to the best of his ability. I'm not saying he doesn't perform to the best of his ability, but it feels like he's not putting it all fully out yet. Like he's at yeah he's at seventy five percent. He just needs that extra twenty five, and then he could be a menace. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, if you look at Dude, if you look at Muhammad Usman, you can tell that he's fucking <laughs> he is relating to Kamara. Like he he's he's another physical freak. Like Oh yeah. Um Those boys are special. Got, yeah, he's got the power there. He has like honestly, like from what I've seen, I like it a lot. It just feels like he's a little bit hesitant at times. It feels like he's a little bit unsure at times. And uh he's gonna need all that he can like he's gonna need everything against Zach Balgan. So um we'll see what happens there. But that should be a really fun fight. I'm very excited for that one. Um, and then also we got the women's flyweights, Brogan Walker, uh, Brogan Walker Sanchez, excuse me, uh, former Invicta fighter, uh, she had a mixed run there, uh, beat Miranda Maverick, but then lost to Brogan Zarlis and Aaron Blanchfield, taking on Juliana Miller, uh, coming, who had a very nice run in the house, uh, what do you think about this one, my man? Uh, I mean, look, I'm a little conflicted, man, I don't even know if, uh, Brogan Walker should be here, her two decisions on the house were a little bit suspect in my opinion, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how the tough house is, and obviously with two rounds only, it makes obviously you got to perform in those two rounds, and I guess the judges saw that way. I disagreed in both fights. I didn't think she she won her first one, and I didn't think she won her second one. But nevertheless, she's here. She's talented. She has ability. Obviously, there's I'm not denying that. I do think that she is very much capable of beating both those fighters, uh, and she's capable of beating Juliana. Uh, Juliana is really special too, man. Uh, she has a very strong jiu-jitsu game. She's very tough and scrappy on the feet. Uh, I, I think she'll struggle though when she makes it into UFC. Uh, I think she's gonna have some troubles there. I'm not gonna lie to you, but you never know, man. She, she's, she's a tough cookie and, uh, she's killing it. And I think, I think this could be a banger. I think these two ladies are gonna show out and give us a, a great fight because they both had a really good fights on the tough house and especially Juliana. Both of her houses, uh, both her tough fight houses, uh, fights were great. So I can only imagine her her one for the contract and, and in front of the bright lights is going to be amazing as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Juliana Miller is a fucking dog, dude. Like, oh, oh, she is. Yeah, she's a straight up dog, dude. Like, if you guys not did not watch her fights in the Tough House, go watch them both. They're both really, really good fights. Um, like you can tell that she's like she's one of those fighters like physically like she doesn't have like any insane attributes, but like she's got that dog in her, bro. Yep. And I'm sure she's going to bring the fight to Rogan Walker. Uh, that's going to be a really, really fun fight, and I'm excited to see that one. But as far as the rest of the card goes, uh, there's a couple of nice matchups here. I think it's one that um, doesn't blow your hair back, but I think in terms of, like, actual fights, should be a lot of fun. So which ones are you most looking forward to? Uh, at heavyweight, man, I guess there's a guy versus Sergey Spivak. I think those, that fight makes a lot of sense right now at heavyweight. Those guys are relatively close to each other in rankings. Sakai almost out, and Spivak, I don't think he's in the rankings right now, so that could give him the push he's been wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as Sakai goes, he's somebody that really needs a win. Um, three losses in a row. I mean, granted, the, the competition was great. I mean, Overeem, 
And that was a fight where it was like round five, got finished, each got tired. And then he lost, obviously, to Yarzino early, and then he got knocked out by Ty. Uh, Sergio Spivak is a guy that's like proved me wrong time and time again. Like just whenever I think that dude, like I think he's not very good, boom, he'll come back and get a huge win. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see what happens there. He's trying to break into the top 15. And he's coming off that big win over Greg Hardy where he sent him packing. So, um, yep. yeah, that should, that should be a fun one on the main card. Uh, Ariana Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Uh, we were just talking about Priscilla Cachoeira in the green room in our fight with Shachenko. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's crazy that we brought her up earlier. We brought up a lot of these guys kind of in the green room, which is really funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Ariana Lipsky fan, so, uh, that should be a fun fight. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a Priscilla Cachoeira fan too. A lot of people hate her, hate her because she, uh, the eye gouge in her fight with Julian Robertson, but. Hey man, that was I mean, fucked up though. We can all agree on that. That was pretty fucked up. Uh, but at the same time, dude, she comes to bang. She's hey, got man, loud, a lot of power, you know? you know? If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Actually, you're not trying, you know? Um, <laughs> unless, yeah, I, unless, I, unless it's a, you know, pictogram, but you know, it's a different story. No, we, we can't, we can't, we can't let anybody compete with a pictogram. <laughs> unless, unless, no, uh, it's in another state. Look, all I'm saying is, is Frank Mir <laughs> sat out, he had missed two years of his career for the same thing that John Jones did. Actually, so did, so did, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my god. It's a pro wrestler now. Tom Lawler. Missed oh, years. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, totally not double standards. Anyways, uh, prelims. Um, couple of nice names on the prelims. Uh, Sam Alvey's back. This is the last shot. It has to be, right? They're, has, they're not, they're not giving him any more. He's not got a win in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights. He's an un, eight fight unwin, like he's not won a, a single one. Last time one. Sam Alvey won a fight draws was 2018. It's 2018 against John Volante. We were so in high I'll, school. I'll, I'll give him credit. I did think that he beat Wellington Terman. I also thought he beat Dunjong. I especially did not understand the Dunjong. And, and you know, know what's another close fight? Uh, Ryan Spann. Ryan Spam is another close one, so I kind of get why he's getting another shot, but um, yeah. it's make or break, man. After this, they they can't forgive you anymore. It's, it's yeah, and they're taking on Michelle Olielchuk, who um, is a solid guy, <laughs> solid guy. So uh, damn, I I don't know about this one for him. I gotta be honest, I don't know. About he he, it, he could do it though. He could do it. It's it's this one's not on. Uh, I don't think he's not. I think he's capable of beating this guy. Yeah, I think he is too, but it remains to be seen. Brandon, we've said that for a lot of guys, but it's. It's not like he can't, though. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I'll see what happens. Um, but it should be a fun fight at the very least. So, um, Also, on the undercard, Takashi Soto, Brian Battle, that should be a really fun fight. Uh, we just talked about Terrence McKinney. He's going to be back against Eric Gonzalez. That should be a banger for however long it lasts, uh, which, yeah. which should not be long. Um, Jason Witt is going to be back. Miranda Gray drinking on Corey McKenna should be fun. And then Myra Bruno Silva taking on Stephanie Edgar. I mean, uh, Edgar, excuse me. Um, this is a uh, solid card, man. I mean, like I said, in terms of big names, you're not going to get a whole lot here. But that main card's very solid, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, man, any closing thoughts on uh, this card before we move on? No, man, I think it's very well constructed. I think there's a lot of good names mixed around and some kind of, like, deeper cut names. So, I think we're in for a good one. I, I hope it pans out, and I hope the card itself delivers. But I think it will because of... What about the, because of the stakes on the card and because of kind of the positions that the two guys in the main and co-main are kind of be in after their fights? Because there was a lot of writing on this card, dude, for those, you know, top four, top five fights, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And, um, dude, like I said, I'm excited about this one. I'm very excited about this one. I'm excited about the, the final tough fights and that main event in the co-main, super good. And even, you know, I guess Sakai, so I guess we'd actually be fun. So, uh, yeah, man, solid card. Uh, it is the only real, you know, fighting we got this weekend. There was supposed to be a big boxing match, which was supposed to happen, but, um, it didn't. So let's just, that's a nice segue straight into the news, Angel. What do you think? Um, yeah, so this weekend, uh, UC Vegas 50 and I were supposed to be going head to head with Jake Paul against Asim Rahman Jr. That fight is off. Last Saturday, we got the news. We were hanging out with the boys and they released some lengthy PR statement or whatever saying that the fight was off and that, uh, Asim Rahman was, um, I think the unprofessional was, was the term that they used in his weight cutting process and they decided to pull the plug. Um, We've learned a lot. It's a whole lot of he said, she said, and well, I guess he said, he said in this whole thing. I'll, I'll put it like this. I, I don't think anybody's uh, innocent. I no, I don't think so either. After, no. I've, after I've listened to a lot of shit, I'm like, no one here is innocent by any means, including Jake Paul himself and the camp and, and then Haseem Rockwood himself. Yeah. And he, well, and well, maybe, well, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and lay it out for the people because a lot of people may not know the exact details and – there's a whole lot of misinformation. A whole look, lot of look, I don't know all the exact details because yeah. I want you to. I think you'll be able to tell it better than I can because I've heard okay. a lot. I've, yeah. I've heard some conflicting things. I've heard, I've heard some other things. I myself told myself when I heard a little bit of everything. I'm like, I want to. I want to hear it from someone else's perspective and lay out some of the things I've heard. And I think you'll probably be able to lay out the facts pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go. I'll go ahead and go with what I've heard then. Um, so obviously it came out on Saturday night. They went decided to pull the plug, and um, they said that Hasim had only lost one pound in uh, three weeks since he got the fight. He Which? said he, they said he was two sixteen when he got the fight. Uh huh. And Hasim said he was two thirty, and when he got the fight, and then he had lost fifteen pounds um, since then. And so essentially, but regardless of what it comes down to, that's, that's all he said, you know, he said shit. But what it essentially comes down to is New York, uh, on, uh, Saturday morning said that just because his team's cutting so much weight, he's moving down from 230 to 200 in like three weeks. They said they're going to go and do the fight at 205. And, uh, apparently Jake's team was fine with that. They're going to do the fight at 205. And they sent, they said, uh, they sent the contract to his team and they're like, all right, sign it by, uh, midnight or we're canceling the fight. And Hasim said, like, I guess he tried to counter with 210, see if, like, it was any wiggle room, and they canceled the fight. So, that's just, that's, I mean, that seems to be a thing that everybody's agreeing on, is that, like, apparently, uh-huh. they, apparently, and Hasim admitted, like, I countered with the 210 to see if there was any wiggle room, to see if there's anything that I could do, and they decided, and they said I had until midnight to the, sign the fight, and they pulled the plug in Angel. I mean, we, we saw it in live time, we got pulled at, like, 8 o'clock, so, mm-hmm. um, I think that Hazim just wanted to raise the weight up, and uh, they call this bluff, and the fight was selling like shit anyways, mm-hmm. so they decided to just pull the plug. I don't think anybody was innocent in it. Um, I think Hazim probably should have just agreed to the fight. Also, also he did say, like, very blatantly, he said, I don't, I wasn't going to make 200 pounds regardless, which also looks yeah. kind of bad. Yeah, uh, and he said know, that, he, he said that you know, he couldn't This is going to sound really bad, too, what I'm about to say, but I remember Canelo said this during the Kovalev, he's like, if I, he said, after the Kovalev fight, because, you know, Kovalev had to cut all that weight. Yeah. He's like, I can't make the wake. I don't take the fight. Yeah. And I 100% agree with that, regardless of MMA or boxing. If mm-hmm. you, if I hand you, Josh, a contract for millions of dollars, and I'm like, hey, we're going to fight at blank weight. On this date, 
that's the weight we'll meet at. You know, we'll, you know, we know we rehydrated or whatever, whatever that bullshit yeah. is. But for, for that five, for that five minutes or minute we're on that scale, we'll be that weight. That's the mm. only thing we have to accomplish for us to fight. On top mm. of us signing these two contracts. So, yeah. I think, you know, for me, I'm like, I, I, I gotta give, you know, like I said, no one's innocent fully, but for Hasim, for Hasim I'm kind of like, I'm a little disappointed, bro, because if you knew you couldn't make it, what would you take the fight? Or originally, you should have been like, this is 205, this is 210. I can't make that weight. You know what I mean? I think him being very honest and being up front of it could have maybe helped his case. Yeah. To, to, for, for them, they maybe would have agreed. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was one of the, like, I don't fault him for taking the fight either because this is no. this is they apparently according to him and that Jake's team admitted it like they called him uh, they called him originally asking like hey we're gonna fight Anderson Silva what's your weight have you been training recently uh, yada 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 and it's like yeah sure like uh, I'll come spar Jake and then half an hour later they're calling him back actually we're gonna go ahead and have you fight Jake uh, you have an hour to sign the contract if you have an hour and you're two thirty and you're like thinking about it, you don't have a whole lot of time to think about it. I'd sign that fucking deal too. You, you pull a Michael Bisping, dude. You start running through Canada wherever exactly. he was. You remember exactly. that story? Yeah, dude. I I take that fight. So I don't blame him for taking the fight. Um, I think it just comes. I don't like I said. I don't blame anybody in this. Honestly, I think it was. If we're being completely honest, it was really. So obviously he was supposed to fight Tommy Fury, and I'm assuming that his scene was the backup plan, right? It's a really fucking stupid backup plan for your backup plan to be a heavyweight to cut 30 pounds in, like, a couple of weeks to make cruiserweight. That's a dumb backup plan. So this – I'm not really surprised that it's not. Also, they didn't expect Tommy not be able to get into the States, which is really unfortunate. Which they probably should have if Tyson was being denied. So yeah, um, They had hope. They had hope. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – I don't think it's, like, either, like – You know, you know I, what's I good, though? Huh? You know what's good? There's something in motion there now. What do you, you know what I mean? There's something there now. You know what I mean? Even if it doesn't go with, like with Jake, with Jake and Hasim, like there's some beef now. You know, like now he has someone else he's beefing with. You know, for future. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's not gonna fight him. Maybe, maybe not. But if he, if if for some reason it ha- it's it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose it's laid down. He's a real pro. And I remember one of the big things was if he did fight Hasim, Jake would officially be a ranked fighter in the WBC. Yeah. So there, you know what I mean? At least there's. There's some president there. There's something there. There's some beef down the line, whatever it may be. Now that's a little – there's a little – there's a seed laid there. Whether or not thing, you want to – Yeah, the thing that I personally don't understand is like – so they knew that there was a very real possibility that his team was going to miss weight. Like they knew that, which is why they put in all the – have you heard about all the contract shit? Like the – I'm not yeah. even talking about the rehydration clause, but like all the fines and all the – like they had, a, they had a lot of shit in that contract specifically designed for his team missing weight. Like they had a minimum that he'd get paid – my friends, this is know. this this is this is the boxing business. Nothing you're telling me right now is surprising me or bothering me. No, no, no. I'm very well aware of that. No shit, I'm, I'm aware of that. But why would you put that shit in the contract if you're going to cancel it once you found out it was a possibility he was going to miss weight? I don't know, dude. Like I said, it's a, it's it's a, it's a. I think, like I said, no one is innocent in my book. No, no, I agree. I just think it's I just think it's weird. Like, what was the whole what was the whole point? You know what I mean? But anyways, um. First time in, in history since I've been watching that a fight's been canceled a week out before. <laughs> due to, I mean, due to weight issues. It's been canceled like a week out. So. You're living in the world where it's happening. Yeah, I know. So, anyways, man, uh, I'm not too torn up about it as long as KSI's goes through, honestly. I'm way more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm way more excited for that fucking card. But isn't, isn't that crazy with a fuck ton of YouTubers on it too on the zone? It's just because they built it well, dude. Like Jake, Jake and Seam, like Seam was doing a good job building up the fight, but like I didn't see much of it being. I didn't see. It being also, it was points. it was such like a kind of like throwing together a last minute type shit. Didn't really get to hype it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I didn't see it being very competitive either. I, I don't. I didn't see a way. I, to I, I think you'd be surprised, Josh. I mean, the I greatest think you'd be surprised. I think Josh. He's he's undefeated. Muhammad Ali has how many losses? It's a good ass point. I can't. Jake <laughs> Paul is the greatest boxer of my generation, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, man, um, that's all we got for that. But anyways, uh, that shit show is off. Anyways, in other in other news, James Krause, the James Krause we talked about earlier, Glory's uh, very own, Glory's very own, Casey's Kansas Kansas City's, yes, yes, there we go, and. Uh, He's calling it quits, man. After a lengthy career, he had a he honestly he was on a really really good run to end his career. I believe like at welterweight, he like won his last like eight fights or something crazy. Um, been in the UC since 2013. He decided to call it quits. He officially retired. He's going to be a coach full time now. And um, look, man, there's honestly like not this is I don't say this is ideal, but like dude, this is a guy where it's like. He's worked his ass off. He's become one of the greatest minds in the game. And now he's in a position now where, like, he can – he's coaching champions. He doesn't need to get hit in the face anymore. Round of applause for James Krause. Hell of a career, man. What is your what is your thoughts on this? And what is your favorite James Krause moment inside the octagon? This, this is beautiful, man. I mean, what else could you want for a guy, right, uh, outside of, uh, you know – succeeding like this right you 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 got to you got to live the life of being a fighter and now you get to in a way kind of not right off into the sunset but you know you you kind of ride off into the sunset you know what i mean like he, he gets to do his thing and uh gets to be a coach now he's making a little bit of extra money from you know coaching a champ like there's there's nothing better than that you know what i mean Mm. Uh, like that is probably what is it like the best case scenario for him honestly and he gets to do something he likes you know and he enjoys I think as far as best moment man when he came when he was already in the UFC and he came into the Tom Pass on the Redemption series yeah that was pretty badass like didn't have to do it but did it it made it to the finale right he lost to what's he his lost name? Jesse Taylor yep there's you know, you can't even hit him. Just Taylor's pretty talented fighter, honestly, even though he made some mistakes in his career, but regardless, I mean it's not the bad guy to lose to, you know? Yeah, exactly. Very good guy. Um my favorite James Krause moment is actually gonna come uh, one where he lost. Um Sad. Trevin Giles. UC two forty seven, obviously. We know the story there. He was there as a coach. And um Antonio oh, Arroyo was supposed to fight, uh Trevin Giles. But James Christ decided to step up on um, one day notice, like just literally like just one day fucking notice, fighting Trevin Giles, who very very talented fighter, and uh, he lost his split decision, and and that was by the way that was up 15 pounds as well, like but not fighting his normal weight class, lost his split decision in a fight that it's literally like I don't know how that fight like is still. I don't know how that was a loss to James Krause. Was there, was there, wasn't there literally footage of him? Co- didn't he coach and not and literally right after went and fought? Yeah, yeah, he did. 
Like, like it was something insane like that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if you guys, if you guys don't know, that's that's the one where he um. Shit, that's the one where he was. Uh, Trevin Giles was a uh, his former coach, Joe Saliz, was a judge for that fight. So I don't know how the fuck that got past the commission. Oh yeah, they tried. He tried to get that overturned. I don't. I don't he did. It didn't work. I don't understand how you cannot have that overturned. It's literally. Yeah. Like, just hey man, same uh, thing happened to John Jones. I'm gonna say. What do you mean? Didn't John Jones have someone like on his like who was on the judging panel, and he was out. He had trained or known Jones or was a friend or an acquaintance at one point. Maybe I, I don't know. I just know about this case, but um, yeah, man, yeah, just frustrating. But that is gonna be my favorite James Grass moment, just because like the 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 balls to step up and fight like Trevin Giles. So at that point, he's like, just I mean, he, he's he's a great fighter, zone right up at middleweight, and you're stepping up on one day's notice. And you know. Coaching. I, I like how both our situations are him having to do things he doesn't have to do. Yeah. King shit. I love it. Yeah, man, just an absolute savage. But uh, as far as the last piece of news, man, this is kind of a lighthearted one. Uh, Kamaru Usman, um, UC welterweight champion, going to be fighting next, well, not next month, later this month. But instead, Josh. But he's also going to be fighting... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the Nigerian Nightmare is in Black Panther, the new Black Panther movie. Uh, Wakanda Forever, I believe is the name. Um, and it, it, it is Wakanda Forever, Josh. God damn it. It is. R.I.P. T'Challa. Uh, anyways, man. Yeah. Um, give me your what thoughts. If, what this if the reveal is, is Kamaru yeah. is the new Black Panther? That'd be fucking crazy. It wouldn't that? I mean, I know that's That'd not be happen. fucking crazy. Wouldn't that be sick though? You just That'd be see, pretty fucking cool. You, you see the helmet come off and it's Kamaru Usman. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be fucking. I don't, I don't know. We still, you know, I know it's a little bit off topic, but we don't know what they're gonna do because, sadly, Chadwick Boseman passed away of cancer in his home, surrounded by his family. But uh, we'll find out. Who, first of all, we don't even know what he's doing in the movie. I'm sure he'll be like. I guess it'd be yeah. some sort of a relevant role, not crazy big, but relevant enough for him to be part of it. You know what I mean? I could see it being similar to GSP. You know what I mean? Oh, like in Captain America where he played a villain? Yeah, he played – well, I don't think he'll play a villain. I, I think he'll probably just have like a small role, but like one where it's like, oh, shit, that's Kamaru's. I hope he's a good guy. I want him to be a good guy. If he's a villain, fuck it. You know? <laughs> I would, Honestly, I'd love it if he was a villain. I, I still mean, love that GSP was a villain. Yeah, right? The nicest guy in the world. And he, just, he was just a fucking asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways, man. Um, yeah, not a whole lot to say about this one. That is so... That's awesome for Usman. That's, that's pretty fucking sick. I'm excited um, now, dude. For that movie. Yeah, I mean, I was already excited, but this is this is awesome, so... Um, look, man, uh, any you, you know, other... You know kind of something that I want to... Uh, I wish they had the whole crew, like, Izzy, Francis. Could, could you imagine Francis in that Wakandan armor, man? Like... <laughs> I gotta be honest, dude. I'm I I kind of think it's I I like Usman, but I think it'd be way more sick if it was Francis. Exactly, dude. The guy's li- the guy literally looks like out of a Marvel comic book. Like, what else could you desire? But hey, yeah. man, it is what it is. Like, I get it. Usman's Usman's kind of a pretty big star at this point, but I would have loved Francis. Like I said, I would have loved all three guys. Yeah, king shit only, baby. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I, I wish Ngannou was in it. I love if all three of them were in it, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick a big Fran. You know what I mean? I think I, I think he'd fit in, honestly, in that universe way better. But 
Yeah, man, sick for Usman. I mean, I hope it's better than Tyron Woodley's appearance and uh, Oof. that that one move. What is it? Straight out of Compton. That was, was rough. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, blink and you miss it. It was one of those, you know. Um, so I hope it's better than that at least. But yeah, man. I mean, here's that's that's all I got. Is there anything else we want to talk about before it goes out? Uh, nothing specifically, man. Uh, I think there was there might have been some fight announcements that we missed, but I don't know. We'll, we'll touch up on them next week. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, it's a fun one, a bit of a short, well, not short, it's like an hour and five minutes, but shorter than last week. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Obviously, we're going to keep, uh, keep it posted for this month. I mean, this is going to be a big month for fights, and so will September, obviously. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm at Josh Rivadoff on Twitter. He's at AngelTickOut401 at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. If you guys decide to go ahead and go follow us on Twitter, uh, make sure you do it alongside your Rogue Energy Shaker bottle with your with your drink of preference. Uh, court, code sound off at checkout, RogueEnergy.com. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.